On today's episode, we revisit The Walking Dead universe in its latest extension, a six-installment anthology series called Tales of the Walking Dead. Last night's episode, Amy slash Dr. Everett, is the fourth chapter of the series. It guest stars Anthony Edwards and Poppy Leo as a pair of survivors 10 years into the zombie apocalypse. How disappointed are you that we missed the Terry Crews Olivia Munn episode? I probably would have wanted to see that one. because I, I, Over I, this one? I wonder what Terry Crews would have been like in that episode. Do you know what happens? Uh, no, but I don't think he'd be like the Everybody Hates Chris <laughs> dad. Even though Everybody Hates Chris was also on the show earlier, right? On Walking Dead? Yep. That's probably that's probably why the connection happened. I <laughs> you think that's the reason why they hired him? Yeah. Okay. Well, prior to this episode, the ratings for this show have been rocky. 2.7 out of 5 on Google's audience barometer, 6.2 on IMDb, 44% audience approval Rotten Tomatoes, and what amounts to a big yawn from critics. I but think, well, okay, I, I want to answer that because I think that that has to do with relevancy. It doesn't feel like The Walking Dead is really in its peak anymore. Absolutely not. I'd yeah. agree with you where like there's Splitting off the show at this point, you've got the Daryl and Carol show, which yeah. now is just the Daryl show. You have Michonne and Rick. That's going to be a series. And then you also have Negan and Maggie, which because I stopped watching the show, it just seems very strange that pairing considering what Negan <laughs> did to Glenn. Yeah. But uh, the greatest asset of having an anthology series is that each episode is independent. So my hope is that Anthony Edwards was able to really pull in this episode and make it something great. Well, something is, is that like it reminded me of the season six episode four episode of Walking Dead. Here's not here because Anthony Edwards character reminds me a little <laughs> bit of John Carroll Lynch. Okay. And also it reminds me of uh, just kind of tone wise, the American horror stories thing with John Carroll Lynch in it. Um, the one that I had to watch I think it was called like movie theaters or driving. That's what it was. Here's not here. You said, yeah. Now that's funny because that actually comes into play in my next part. Scott M. Gimple, the creator of the series, yeah. also the showrunner of the walking dead for a while. He's written a ton of the original walking dead episodes. And I wanted to go through a couple of them and see what your response would be based on knowing that he created this TV series. And one of them was here's not here. Also, it'll gauge your memory on some of this stuff, because I remember at one point you knew the episodes pretty well just by I'll title know, or I'll by number. First, I'll know the first four seasons pretty well, I think. OK. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, he wrote a lot of those. So season three, episode 12. Clear. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. OK. That, so that was a Morgan episode. Yeah. yeah. And it, does it help with the anthology aspect yeah. of it? OK. All right. And so this sorrowful life. The Sorrowful Life. Oh, was that season three, episode eight again? Episode 15. Episode 15. Oh, that was, okay, Merle's death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, season four, episode 14. The Grove, obviously. He yeah. wrote the, go in the fact, Grove. In fact, I actually just looked up The Grove, kind of the response to it right before we did this episode. And I yeah. did too. I think that that is one of the best episodes because of the fact that like the first 30 minutes, it's like, well, this just feels like the slowest Walking Dead episode. And then it has that shift and, it's, and it like kicks into high gear. Yeah. Well, they were concentrating on the characters that people least liked is yeah. the way I read reviewers talk about it. And they did not want to see Carol and Tyrese and what was her name? Lizzie and her Lizzie sister. And Micah. Yeah. And Micah, yeah. And then suddenly they turned it on its head, made it super duper interesting. Mm -hmm. Ironically, uh, the other show, the actual showrunner for this, because the creator and the showrunner are different, Channing Powell is the showrunner here. Mm -hmm. She wrote an episode later on in the Walking Dead series called uh, Look at the Flowers or something. Oh, really? They yes, that happened in like that. season 10. Okay, but back to uh, Scott M. Gimple's Here's Not Here. We already talked about it. Last Day on Earth. 
uh, season six, episode sixteen. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay, that did bring it down quite a bit. Quite Some a bit. of your confidence. <laughs> yeah. The day will come when you won't be. Okay, that was season seven, episode one, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, brings it up a little bit. Yeah. You like that episode? I, I liked how. Yeah, we actually got the answers at least. <laughs> okay. We, we, um, least, but by that point in The Walking Dead, it. I was. I remember when I was watching that episode. I wasn't even sure if they were going to show us who got the bat to the head because it's like the walking dead always like to it seemed like push it till the very last second i was like are they gonna are we gonna have to wait like five episodes or something but yeah no i did like that episode <laughs> like we get a backstory to the bat and everything. Yeah. that actually happened later on instead but what comes after is his last one that i'll, I'll use what comes after uh that's season seven again nope season nine okay. episode five yeah by that point i oh okay rick's that's the yep, one episode rick's that i saw appearance. after i stopped watching so yeah. those last three were supposed to kind of level out what the first ones were bringing where this guy had a lot of talent in the writing that he was doing and then it was like a lot of controversy and whether or not the show kind of took a dive or jumped the shark so this show though also based off the comics which you did read yep i read the whole 193 issues i think and was it similar to that no, I think that the comics were actually better because by the, especially by like season seven. I meant the science um, behind it because the science here is supposed to actually push forward what we've learned from, say, season one in The Walking Dead. Yeah, actually, that was probably one of my favorite and parts. And I was wondering that, if the comics did that as well. No, I don't think, I don't think to the extent that this was, this actually kind of went in a little bit on the lore and I like that aspect of it. It was actually one of my pros. Um, yeah, cause Dr. Everett, that's his name. He's just, he's like one of the last survivors in the woods. There's this big trench there and it's split into two sides. On one side you have, um, kind of where all the like communities are, um, you know, at different points. And then there's a different side where there's just a ton of zombies and unexplored lands. And so they've kind of split it up like that. So this is 10 years into the future of the actual apocalypse. And you're saying that there is a built up like Alexandria or the Commonwealth a huge, or the there's Kingdom. There's a huge like dug up trench. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of it like. It just no, separates. It's like a, it, do they have water running in between it? No. Oh, okay. It's completely dry. But Dr. Everett, he's the only one that's on the side with all the zombies. Like he's very, I guess, introverted and he's like trying to study them, especially one called Specimen 21. And we learned this kind of later on in the episode, but I can just say it now. Uh, it's his friend, Dr. Mosley, who he promised that he wouldn't kill because Dr. Mosley is like, once I die, like see my reaction, see what I do as a zombie so that you can just kind of learn more about the creatures. So he's like a walking cadaver that people use to test on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In fact, there's even a question about if he's if he's like a leader of the horde, if the zombies have these leaders because he's able to always lead these big hordes of zombies. They do have like a herd food. mentality, but you're saying that they have like one point guidance. Yeah, system. yeah. Because they trust the smart zombie or something right because specimen 21 has like a sense of selflessness to him because he's always able to lead them to like these dying carcasses but not like partake in it himself. i thought you were going to mean like they find a dead body that they're eating and then they like he picks up a piece and he gives it to like a little <laughs> zombie and then they both share something selflessness <laughs> a selfless zombie yeah nothing like that but then amy uh that's a person that's what's her name again poppy layout yeah she is like uh somehow on the other side of the trench and then dr Everett on the same like, side as dr Everett? yeah and dr Everett is like Ugh, and, and they don't explain that no well they do later on what she was trying to do is she was trying to see if there was any 
way they were going to be able to make like another community or civilization so she's a scout right exploring that side of the trench but dr everett he's almost an environmentalist in that sense well i've heard that she's sort of a hippie too right yeah but he he's more like humans destroy everything that's the reason why i'm so like away from humans and on this side is because of the fact that like humans whenever they get their hands on any type of thing they always destroy it and he even shows her something what was the thomas mckenzie movie that like got a lot of acclaim a few years ago and was like leave it wasn't leave no trace but it was like the one where they were living out in the woods and it's like yeah some people just prefer not living around social beings right and he even is able to show uh amy like some video he's like taking video and he's showing her her nature like and how apparently because humans have like not been roaming the earth so much like you got some chernobyl stuff happening. well animal species are like growing in size and it reminded me actually a little bit of avengers endgame when captain america is speaking to black widow and he's like because of the fact that all these humans have been wiped out you know there's more like whales in the rivers and everything yeah thanos is right (laughs) right exactly and they even start out the episode that way we see like it it reminded me also of planet earth um i think that that's what they were making fun of because we saw like the flowers blooming and it was like in this very light like kind of uh, tone it's also reminds me of the walking dead intro you know every season it gets more and more like decrepit yeah yeah so like this is the opposite where it's like there's growth happening it's almost showing you the world is improving despite the fact that it has this virus that's controlling the main species that was kind of taking out the world, yep, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And but the thing is, is that like Amy is very annoying to Doctor Everett. That was the that was one thing that she they got under to make skin. Clear. Yes, very much. So she reminded me. She of got Aqu- under some fan skin she, as well. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of her character because she reminded me of like um, Aquafina, especially because we did like the show Aquafina Nora from Queens. Where yeah, but like, you didn't even watch it. <laughs> but she was. But I seen Aquafina and other things. Okay. And she she was very like loud and, and kind of had the same Outspoken? cadence. Yeah, had the same cancer's aquafina but what happens is is that dr everett yeah, like when he's out just kind of studying the zombies again he comes back he's trying to find specimen 21 yeah. because he ended up losing the location as to where he was sorry can i just want to say like i have no problem with aquafina's persona but imagine her surviving a zombie <laughs> apocalypse where she is so loud as you were putting yeah. it does seem a little odd like this lady would have survived 10 years with that personality well she was living in a community <laughs> must have had yeah, yeah. A very strong community around her <laughs> but yeah no uh, what what happens is is amy is like look i need to try and find my way back because i'm lost but i actually found specimen 21 and i will tell you where he is as long as you bring me back to my community did he like show her a picture of specimen 21 no but he talks to her about it but how, how did she know which exact zombie he was just because of the way he acts or i what? think okay so dr everett does this thing where he actually marks zombies we see it at the very end of the episode he like puts tags on them oh and cool I think he put a tag so the, yeah that is very nature like yeah. and so uh so that's actually kind of midway through the episode amy and dr mosley they go off and we see that dr mosley actually starts to care about amy he's like you know what i'm actually looking for like a searcher to do my like research with do you want to maybe like actually just come live with this me? is like a father-daughter type relationship that's bonding it's, it's turning into that yeah and amy is like well how about you just actually stay at my community and and just kind of that stuff is going on 
Um, and he doesn't like that. Yeah, he, he just kind of wants to stay, like, alone. his post. He's a loner. An isolationist more. Again, John Carroll Lynch from Here's Not Here kind of gets whined. A to, pacifist. Like, yeah, figure out, like, what exactly is going on, maybe what started the Does whole thing. Does he ever thing. kill zombies? Ever, like, even when he's scared that he might die? Or? No, it, it, that's that's the one thing about him, is that even when he saves Amy from the zombies, he just pushes them. And that's why I said, <laughs> that's why I said here that the Walking Dead zombies are even more, they're more scarier than these zombies were, because it was, like, it seemed like there wasn't that much that they had to do in order ten to years, save them. Ten years have gone by, and we, as we've learned in the show, like the zombies themselves do wear down, so they're not as strong as they used to be. Yeah, I, I understand that, but it was just funny to see him like push zombies instead of actually kill them. Because you see Amy kill them with no problem; she pulls out a knife and starts like stabbing them in the head. And you're supposed to see, I think, that difference between the two of them. That's why it's called Amy slash Doctor Everett. It's supposed to be like two contrasting personalities that end up bonding. But I assume that that doesn't end up like there's something that goes wrong. Yeah. And, and you could tell that something was going to go wrong because Amy ends up like hearing one of the community members. I think she says Hannah scream because they're getting close to the outpost. And then both of them end up take off running and see that one of their members is being killed by a zombie. In fact, I think it might have been Specimen 21, but I'm not sure. Either way, Specimen 21 ends up actually showing up at that place as well. But he ends up falling to a river after falling down a mound. And Dr. Everett loses his mind and is like, oh, my God, and tries to fall down the mound as well. But ends So up- he still sees Specimen 21 as, like, the doctor that he can save. Yes. Like, his friend that he eventually could cure? No, he, he knows that the, the doctor is dead. But, again, Specimen 21 is giving him the most information as to this, like, do they follow one specific So it's like, general? that's my research, that's my life. Right, yeah. And he couldn't just find another Specimen 21. Right, but when he hurts his knee, he's like uh, amy amy please help i'll like join your community i'll do anything but i really need to save specimen 21 and she starts to like kind of see the cracks in his story because she's like wait a minute one of my members just died and then she's like i can kind of tell you you knew that my community was going to go under siege like it was going to be attacked by zombies so he can predict zombie behavior yeah he sees some birds up in the air and he's like you see those birds those birds are always like around when death is about to occur and then amy is like Like vultures yeah it it reminded me a little bit of almost harry osborne from spider-man 2 as well a lot of uh, superhero things because she's like she she can't tell if she actually wants to save specimen 21 or if she wants to go to her community but she ends up actually helping dr everett uh dr everett gets a rope and tie and is able to get uh specimen 21 and right as they're bringing specimen 21 back to like the actual thing whereas they're about to get him out of the lake someone shoots him an alligator comes out and eats him oh oh, well that's better (laughs) and dr everett only is it a zombie alligator no no but dr everett it is like my research my life because he almost runs in afterwards (laughs) just into the alligator's (laughs) mouth (laughs) give him back (laughs) and and amy is like no like you're such a hypocrite and and, um and then that's when they have like a full-blown argument amy's really mad that she didn't that he didn't tell her that like the thing was going that her community was going to be attacked by zombies and then amy is like you know what i'd rather die with my community than just like live alone with you like you're pathetic she do you goes, agree with her or do you side with him at all you know i i really didn't like amy's character that i did just kind of side with him where i was like really yeah, yeah. she makes the more moralistic humanistic like argument he's his is almost like utilitarian or like letting things be almost like 
uh, a documentarian when they like watch an animal die yeah. slowly and they can't intervene or something. Well, it again, goes, but it's like humans are the animals. It goes back to the whole entire idea of kind of I think selflessness and and what humans and like what's the difference between humans and zombies. I think that's kind of what The Walking Dead started out as and kind of always was the question. Um, and then drifted away from it. it was more like okay, humans versus humans. Yeah. And there's no zombies on side. Right. And then uh, and then we cut. We hear Doctor Mosley. He's doing narration, kind of like he was at the beginning of the episode when we were seeing all the shots in nature one thing i feel like you missed though because i read about this was that uh he survives particularly in the forest by doing one thing yeah so he's wearing a jacket all the time and that jacket is apparently made out of like like skin so that he he can't be tracked by one of the zombies so it's it's made out of zombie skin and he's just stitched that thing up Mm -hmm. people were talking about wanting that jacket if that actually worked for a zombie apocalypse like this, that they would much prefer having that jacket than doing what what, what was Omega's group or Alpha's group called? The Whisperers. Yeah, the Whisperers do, which is like just straight up peel skin and just plaster it to their own face. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and he's even wearing the jacket when he shows up at the community he later. He could sell those jackets. Can you imagine how much those would go for? Like, you can just go through a zombie crowd? Well, he definitely can't sell it to that The community. infomercials would sell themselves. I get what you just said, but, like, it would be so funny to see TV start working up again and be like, get your zombie jacket today. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I guess I'll just end it. He goes to the community, they're all dead, and then, he, and then he sees Amy, she's turned even into Even though they're super zombie. slow zombies. Oh, Amy turned yeah, he turned too. into a zombie. So he was right. That's that's another reason why I was kind of on his side. So I was like, I know that he's going to be right in the end. He's but, a scientist. But he could have given her a jacket. Like, clearly, he must have more than one. Well, I think it's just the fact that the zombies overpowered them. Yes, but if they wouldn't have overpowered her if she had a jacket on that made her smell like a zombie. Well, I think that they can tell when they're killing them. <laughs> the zombies? Yeah. Zombies aren't that smart. Maybe Specimen 21 could have because he's kind of smarter than the rest of them were. But he, he wasn't smart enough to outsmart an alligator. <laughs> Dr. Everett, yeah, he gives a monologue about nature, and then he, like, marks Amy, and that was the end of the episode. Ooh, and so, interesting. You know, yeah, I did find, even though I wasn't a huge fan of Amy's character, her death sad, because I was like, that's obviously what the episode was building towards, and I thought they did a good job there. Um, and what did you think of Anthony Edwards' performance? I liked his, I liked his acting. You recognized him almost immediately? Yep. Yeah. As ER. the doctor? Yep. Eight, 180 episodes of ER. And also, I like the fact that it reminded me of Ash uh, versus the Evil Dead because Amy, her hand is like completely duct taped and she has like a tusk at the very end of it. And that's how she kills some of the zombies, kind of like the chainsaw in Ash yeah. versus the Evil Dead uh, being duct taped to his hand. So I like that as well. The tone I thought was good. Um, and it actually does bring up some questions that I feel like fans had kind of had when The Walking Dead was going on. Like, what happens when all humans die? Do the zombies packs have like a leader, all, all that type of stuff? The lore I thought was good. And and I, uh, I like how the show isn't based on any comic books because I, I kind of already said this, but when we got to later seasons of The Walking Dead, I, uh, things come to mind like the ending to All Out War uh, season seven finale. It was like my favorite issues where you saw a lot of actions or like interesting things happen kind of came across really uh, poor on screen or yeah portrayals of it not as like intense as the comic books made it seem. Is that where the tiger did some stuff? Yes yeah yeah. and and so like here I was like yes I like how a they're going dark with it but also it's not based on any pre-existing material. Did the alligator look fake? Was it good CGI or not? You only see it for a couple seconds but I believe it was real. Yeah the the less time that you spend on it the better. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Um, And so, yeah, but then I'm kind of left with my cons of it. 
it's very slow. Like, you know that Dr. Everett, when he's leading Amy back to the community, he, he's evil. Like, or there's some side of him that's evil. There was no way that he was just going to be able to lead Amy back to the community and that, like, You consider him evil. Okay. I consider Negan evil, but they somehow redeemed his character. I don't even think this guy really needs redemption. He just is one of those people you can't trust to actually help you in a time of crisis. Well, Because yeah. he doesn't have those personal connections. And even though I mentioned it before, again, I feel like the zombies, they're not that much of a threat at this point. Mm -hmm. you don't really have to kill them there's like scenes where they're where those two are just walking around and there's like no zombies in sight um that's always kind of been like one of my flaws with the walking dead in general but here it was even to a bigger extent but i mean they still do the zombie school thing i'm just wondering if they do it for this show as big as they do for the other show right like they hire 200 some extras every season and then they keep on bringing back and this has also been filmed in georgia so i guess you could have like pulled some of the extras Um, from the other from the walking dead and then pulled them over to this show i wonder how often (laughs) that happens go ahead um and also people kept falling in this episode for no reason amy falls like five times <laughs> it was just something that i recognize as um as well but it also did it was like it was kind of fake you could tell and i guess that's kind of the thing the thing about the show a it lot of it just acted? felt yeah acted and and fake and i uh and so for that it's like i can give it a passing score six out of ten because it was interesting enough I do think that, like, Amy's death kind of did help That's give it that extra push. That's the same score that you gave the last zombie show we did. And the last zombie show we did was really, really bad. <laughs> it was the Resident Evil show. It's better than that. It's better than but that. But you gave him the same rating, yeah. so apparently not. But in different in different <laughs> in ways. Different ways. <laughs> but, I again, I struggled to see the point of it. Why are we getting all these Walking Dead spinoffs well, now? Well, it reminds me so much of, like, Telltale's games, like, after the first season that was so successful. Right. Where they came out with, like, an anthology, 400 Days, I think, is what it was called and they had all these little like individual episodes that in the end came together so i'm wondering if like maybe one of the ending episodes you'll see multiple of these characters show up in the same thing or if this is an introduction maybe they'll show up in some of these spinoff series well i think i said it in our podcast for it but that's what modern love did even though they're different shows it was an anthology series and they bought back for the finale two of the characters that we got to know but out of all of them since dr everett leaves alive right Mm -hmm. which uh, main cast member from the original walking dead would you want to see them interact with that's still alive so between the maggie and uh negan show or the rick and michonne show or the uh, daryl show which one would you want him to rick rick definitely i yeah you think they would get along or not i think so yeah rick got along with everybody unless they were like really evil we remember two different ricks um but then another question is who would you like to see in a surprise appearance show up at the end of for one of the anthology episodes (laughs) here i have a few like heat because we never found out what happened <laughs> <Yeah>. with Heath. <laughs> Rick, like, what better way to introduce him back into the world than just to throw him <laughs> into a show that no one's watching? And then Dale? Dale. I know Dale died. Dale died, yeah. I know Dale died, but, like, this can take place at any time, right? What if we get a Dale before the Apocalypse episode? They that would, have would to, really They would have to do some, like, things. de-aging stuff to him, I feel he, like. I don't think so. He's already, He was already pretty old back then, so he's not going to look too different. You know, the thing about Rick is, though, I think he did show up in the season four premiere of Fear the Walking Dead as, like, a cameo appearance. I so, don't think that happened. Is that for real? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that might have been CGI'd or something. Really? <laughs> he came back? No, the season four premiere of, of uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. So this was still when he was on the, the Walking Dead. Wow, Fear of the Walking Dead was on way longer than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and then Andrea. <laughs> that one's a joke. And then have you ever done one of those like online quizzes to see what character, what character you, you are? are? I wanted to like run through one of those to see which one you were. However, I kept taking them trying to find like the best test. But then I went on to a bunch of different sites and started taking the tests. And I got Maggie, Rick, 
then Daryl. And then I messed up and I realized I was taking a Pop-Tart. What sort of Pop-Tart am I? Because it was like right below it. And the dumb thing was like I was halfway through the questions and I was making them make sense to me in my brain. Right. Like, what's your favorite type sunset? And I was like, well, this question has to apply to like where I would rather be in the world. And that makes sense. <laughs> what's your favorite color? Like that type of thing. And yeah, it took way too long to realize that. And then I realized they were all just BS. So I, I'm sorry, but we're not going to do that. Wait, you, you didn't see what you, what you got? For, for the Pop-Tart? Yeah. Oh, no, I did. But I meant, like, we're not going to do a what character are you? What character would you want to be in the show? Rick. I always like Rick, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I got cookies and cream, whatever that means. I've never heard of a Pop-Tart cookies and cream. You never had Pop-Tart cookies and cream? I have. Oh, gross. When I was, yeah, it's, when I was really young. It looked young. really gross. Yeah. The writer for the episode, Amadou Garba, has also written for things like The Girl from Plainville, which we did, Dr. Death, which we did, the director, Haifa Al-Mansour, is actually the first female Saudi filmmaker. She directed episodes of Archive 81 and The Wilds, which was recently mm. canceled as well. Archive 81 and The Wilds have both been now. Oh. But yeah. we did both those shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was just an interesting fact on the side thing. Uh, would you watch any more of the series? No. It does feel like for the remaining three shows that they have coming out, that it's the equivalent of them breaking up at the beginning of the season and being like, you guys go over here, you guys, and then in like mid-season finale form, they're all going to come together. Like that would be really annoying if The Walking Dead isn't actually ending and they're just finding a way in which to like <laughs> make more money because they're splitting up different shows. I don't know why they think, this is so weird because yeah, you have one show that used to be the most popular one in the world, yep. right? And still, does it? I don't know. Is it still? No. Okay, well, they're breaking it apart thinking that that will increase viewership. It's so yeah. strange. Like, maybe they're thinking one of these will have to hit. <laughs> but if the I, Rick one goes well, does that mean Andrew Lincoln is coming back? Well, you said Has he it, spent enough time with his family? You said it was going to be a miniseries, though, right? It's a, yeah, it's like six episodes. Yeah, so it's, not, it's probably not going to be anything like season two. It's probably going to be like WandaVision limited series. Maybe. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.